0: Hello and welcome. This is the Iron Kenya podcast brought to you by the Interregion Economic Network, Iron Kenya. I'm your host, Hilary Anikea, and I'm glad you could join us for the third episode of the Hack It. Yeah, I can't believe it. We're already at episode three. We just started the other day and here we are. Uh, We might be at 100 very soon. So a very big congratulations to us. And by us, I mean you and me and everybody else who has made this possible. So, a big congratulations to us. So, if it is if this is your first time listening to the Iron Kenya podcast, welcome to the family. And uh, right now, you are listening to the hackit. So, the hackit is a program that targets people who are keen on fixing challenges facing them, mostly on skills development and innovations okay so normally we have three programs the hack it the grow it and thought leaders so whatever you're listening to right now is called the hack it it's a program that targets people who are keen on fixing challenges facing them mostly on uh, innovations and skill develop skills development yeah that's the word for it and if you've been here before maybe once twice who knows welcome back and thank you for choosing the iron kenya podcast We greatly value your listenership. So, a big thank you to you. So, today I'm running the show alone. So, you know, (laughs) that means I'll make it short and punchy, drive the point home, right? So, so last week our discussion was, uh, I feel like it's important, you know, to just touch on what we talked about last week because to some extent it's uh, related (laughs) to what we are talking about today and uh, also for those who didn't get a chance to listen to what you talked about last week. Maybe if I talk about it right now, you will uh, be interested and go and look for it. So, yeah, let me just touch on it. Then uh, we can carry on with the core business of the day, right? So, uh, last week, our discussion was centered on uh, some of the reasons why we need inventive problem solving, reasons why we need inventive problem solving, and um, if you listened uh, I was talking to Mr. James Hikwati, is the Iron uh, Kenya director, and uh, he gave five concrete examples on why we need to focus on inventive problem solving. And, uh, you know, now that we already covered it, I'll just mention this reason super fast and then proceed to the core business of the day. Just mention them, you know, highlight them, then we can move on. So, according to a discussion last week, the first reason why we need to focus on inventive problem solving is global competition. Number two, changing consumer expectations. Three, reduced product shelf life. Four, rapid technological innovations. And five, unforeseen circumstances. And we gave a good example of the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. So that is is that. That is just a summary of what uh, last week's episode was about. You can listen to it. On our SoundCloud account, The Iron Kenya Podcast, as usual. So log on to SoundCloud and look for The Iron Kenya Podcast. And ensure you follow us to stay abreast with all the episodes we upload. We upload three uh, episodes every week. Very informative, eye-opening, you name it. So log log on to SoundCloud and look for The Iron Kenya Podcast. And ensure you follow us to stay abreast with all the episodes we upload. So, oh, and also tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast because, you know, sharing is caring. So, yeah, don't let them miss out on uh, the, this is a gold mine, so don't let them miss out on what we talk about here. Okay, enough of the cheat chat, uh, cheat chat, a little bit of, uh, tongue twister right there. Okay, enough of the cheat, cheat chat. Oops, that's tricky. Let us dive into the key business of the day. Now, this week I have a very interesting area I want us to focus on. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I promise you. Very, very interesting. And um, to some extent, it is almost related to what we talked about last week because it can also be categorized as one of the key reasons why we need inventive problem solving. So pull your chair closer, get set, and let's go. So today I will be talking about the emergence of the sharing economy and platform as a service. I'll take that again. The emergence of the sharing economy and platform as a service and why this trend calls for young people to tap into their innovative skills. Okay. That might sound a little bit, um, what's the word for it? A little bit of too much jargon for when you listen to it for the first time, but yeah, uh, it's nothing complicated. It incorporates our inventive problem solving, which is what we've been talking about for the last two episodes. So yeah let's uh, get right into it so you might be asking yourself what i mean when i talk about the emergence of the sharing economy and platform as a service so the key words here are sharing economy so basically sharing economy is a socio-economic system huh, that is centered on sharing of physical and intellectual resources if you get that sharing of physical and intellectual resources right so Sharing economy in a layman's language allows people to share resources such as services, skills, equipment, you know, etc. at significantly lower costs than traditional arrangements. What do I mean by this? Let me put it this let me put this into context yeah? So some time back for somebody to move around conveniently, he or she had to own a car, you know, to move around conveniently without being shoved around in matatus and what have you. You had to own a car to enjoy the flexibility and convenience that comes with owning a car. However, you know, over time, the emergence of taxi companies, I don't know if that's that's the right uh, term for the taxi companies, you know, like Uber, Bolt, uh, Taxify, uh, the the people in Eldoret and its environs use, uh, what's the word for it, Wasili. So, you know, the emergence of these cab companies have changed this trend. So, in the case that, in the sense that you don't have to own a car to enjoy the flexibility and convenience that a car comes with, you can go into your app, get an Uber ride, and just like that, you move around town or wherever you're going conveniently with the flexibility you want. You see? And then when you're done, you pay up the Uber driver and let him or her go pick somebody else. And uh, by the end of the day, that same cab you used, might be used by 30 other people to move around, okay? That is where the term sharing economy comes from. So you use this uh, Uber or Bolt or whatever to move around, did your business to completion conveniently, conveniently and flexibly, and then you let the Uber driver go. He or she went and picked somebody else who used the same services, moved around, then left the driver to go and pick somebody else. So at the end of the day, these 30 people have shared the same cab. So that's what we call the sharing economy. I hope with that example, we, you can get an idea of what I'm talking about, right? And so this trend is because we have a new irresistible wave of generational succession. You know, generational succession is from moving from one generation to another, yeah? We have a new irresistible wave of generational succession where ownership is not a precondition to enjoy the convenience and flexibility of services of an asset such as a car or a house. Yeah. So you don't have to own a a car to be able to move around conveniently and according to your schedule. You don't, uh, you don't have to own a car. Unlike, uh, earlier on when you had to own a car to be able to do that. Another perfect example of uh, the sharing economy is Airbnb apartments. Airbnb. You've heard about Airbnb, I guess. And, um, let's, let's take, let's put it into context. I feel like it's easier to understand it when we put it into context. So I'll, let me try and frame it this way, right? So, uh, in the case of Airbnb, let's say you travel to a new town. Let's say you live in Eldorate and you decide to move to 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 visit Kakamega or you live in Kakamega and say, I need to go to Nanyuki. So you get to Nanyuki from Kakamega, for example, and uh, you do not feel like staying in a hotel. So what would be the appropriate thing to do? Because, okay, yeah, there's the option of going to a hotel, but then probably because of personal experiences, probably you didn't like the last hotel you booked into. You don't want to book a hotel. So what do you do? You rent an Airbnb apartment right? So, it's not your apartment, yes, but you can rent it and use it for the time you're there and when you're done, you pay up and then you leave. Create space for somebody else who is traveling from wherever, coming to the same place to use the same house. You might stay in the Airbnb for a week. When you're done, you pay up and leave. Then, a day later, somebody else will come from South Africa and use the same Airbnb that you used and leave. 2 weeks later somebody else will come and use the Airbnb and live. At the end of the day you come and realize that several people have used this Airbnb. You have basically you've shared this Airbnb. So it's sharing. That's where the sharing economy comes from. All right? So yeah, with those two example things we I think we are well placed now. You can uh, you have an idea of what I'm talking about when I say uh when I talk about the sharing economy. And so if I could just uh take uh, our topic of discussion again today. So today we're talking about the emergence of the sharing economy and platform as a service, and why young people need to tap into this trend, and why this trend calls for young people to tap into their innovative skills. Okay. So, yeah, during my preparation for this recording, I did a little bit of research in and there, talked to one or two, three people I know who would have some information on what we were supposed to talk about, and one of them was uh, Mr. National. Adero. You've heard that name over and over again. He was here last week. If you listen to a podcast last week, he gives some very uh, good bit of discussion. Uh, so, yeah, listening if you didn't listen. I was talking to Mr. Nashon, and uh, this is what he said, I quote. So, he said, according to him, it is apparent that gone is the time for baby boomers. Alright, okay, I'll take that again. A little bit of jargon right there from him. He says, so it is apparent that gone is the time for baby boomers and the generation X when ownership was the precondition for enjoying the flexibility and convenience of services of an asset. I'll take that again, alright? Gone is the time for baby boomers and generation X when ownership was the precondition for enjoying the flexibility and convenience of services of an asset. So, baby boomers here is uh, people born in the 1940s, they're about. Then Generation X are people born in the 1970s, they about. So, according to him, gone are the times when people, or rather when baby boomers, that is uh, people born in the, in the 1940s, and the Generation X, that is the 1970s, yeah, gone are gonna those days when ownership was a precondition for enjoying the flexibility and convenience of services of an asset. The current generation, which we call Generation Z or Z, I'm not sure which one is the right way to say it. I'll say Generation Z, it sounds, um, sounds better, I guess. So the current generation, which is Generation Z, is different from the past two generations, that is X and the Baby Boomers, because They welcome sharing assets like apartments and cars, which was not the case with previous generations. So it's no doubt that the sharing economy is the future as people, because people are finding it cheaper and more convenient. So considering the opportunities that the sharing economy brings forth, your startup could be the next billion dollar business if there is a need and people are willing to help fill it. There's a sharing economy, it's growing, it's uh, it's almost unstoppable because this new generation is taking over and uh, one of the main characteristics we talked about of the generation Z is that we are open to sharing resources that, our previ- that previous generations were not open to sharing. So the main point here is that you can exploit the sharing economy to come up with a startup and this startup could be the next billion-dollar business if there is a need and people who are willing to fill to help fill it. All right. You know, I just said that your your startup could be the next billion-dollar business. That's a little a little bit of a big statement coming from me. So, and you're probably in doubt. You're like, okay, another person saying something, blowing things out of proportion. But then I'll try to convince you. I'll try to make you see sense in what I'm saying. So, considering that, considering that the current generation is one that prefers the flexibility and convenience of sharing resources, you can innovate platforms that help people access shared convenience and ultimately shared prosperity. Okay? And you might be asking yourself, how do I even start? How do I even start innovating a platform that helps people access shared convenience? Basically, you know, you're promoting the share sharing economy. How do you do that? And um, my answer is simple. And it's as simple as this. Inventive problem solving. Yeah, you heard me right. Inventive problem solving. It's everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot run away from it. It's everywhere, everywhere. I thought I'd not mention it today, but mm, I cannot, you know, I cannot avoid it. Inventive problem solving. So the, the sharing economy and its growing especially because of this new generation that is coming up and it's coming up like a strong wave that is almost unstoppable. And we've talked about what, uh, we've seen what uh, the sharing economy is. So you can innovate, you know, with inventive problem solving, you can solve technically any problem. Um, So the sharing economy allows individuals to make money from unutilized resources. What this means is, for example, you, I have an extra room with me, and I'm not using it. I say, yeah, I'll rent it. Yeah, I'll put it up on for rent on Airbnb. When somebody rents it, you know, I get the money. And people have shown great interest in uh, all ranges of services in the that are that fall under the umbrella of uh, the sharing economy. People have shown great interest in uh, various services that fall under the sharing economy umbrella. All right. For example, you know, transportation, delivery, short-term loans, retail, and what have you. So, what you have to do is take a close look at these sectors that have embraced uh, sharing economy and identify a contradiction, or rather, a problem. And then you can employ inventive, inventive problem solving to solve the problem, or rather, eliminate the contradiction. All right. <clears throat> so, there are many sectors that have embraced the sharing economy. So what what do you do? What you have to do is take a close look at these sectors that have embraced sharing economy and identify a contradiction. And then you can employ inventive problem solving to solve the problem or rather eliminate the contradiction. Alright? And I was reading an article today, I can't remember where exactly, and I was particularly impressed by the following comments. Are they comments or sentiments? You get the message though? And I will quote it as it was. So according to, to the article I was reading, it says, the bottom line is that sharing economy is the future of market capitalism because it allows millions to connect and share assets with minimal expenses, thus raising the prospect of capitalism. So sharing economy is growing fast and is expected to triple in the next five years. And the future of sharing projects began with the concept that you know, sharing is good, and will get bigger over time. So the way people live and work is changing constantly, and the sharing economy is a manifestation of this of this trend. The way we live and and work is very different from how the case how it was in the year 2000, 2001 and one, and two and three and four. Very very different, and uh, this is a manifestation of the changing trends. And uh, as such. Uh, it goes without saying that the sharing economy is an unstoppable wave. And as young people, as innovators, we should, you know, tap into our innovative skills and exploit this field that is, is growing quite rapidly. As I wind this up, I say this will be short and punchy. I'm not, am I alone in studio today? So yeah, won't be so long. And like uh, what we had last week. And so this is my take as we wind this episode up. With the rapidly changing consumer behavior, we need a faster responsivity in upskilling, reskilling, and deep skilling to create value. The goal is to address the personalized needs of consumers. Okay? Because consumers are, are, are at the center of it all. They determine what they want. And whatever they want is... Is the way that's wha- that's how we, we we everybody needs to go. So, with the rapidly changing consumer behavior, we need a faster responsivity in upskilling, reskilling, and deep skilling to create value. The goal is to address the personalized needs of consumers. Yeah, so that was some short, short talk. I don't know what's, what's the word for it from me. I hope you scooped some. Few points here and there, points that will help you become a better innovator, become a better idea generator. You know, you could be the next. You, as I said, yeah, your startup could be the next billion-dollar business. It's never nothing is ever nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. You just have to believe, put in the work. Yeah, that is what I had I lined up for you today. We, we wind it up. Thank you for tuning in. As usual, my name is Hilary Anikea. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. So, you stay safe. I hope you're doing your following the government regulations on the to, to curtail, rather, to stop the spread of the coronavirus. You're masking up, um, washing your hands, or sanitizing and maintaining social distance. Yeah, we need you. The world needs you. So, stay safe. Goodbye. See you again next time.